blood moon on election day in the United States. What could possibly go wrong? Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, Election Day here in the United States. And a lot will be determined before this day is done, before this week is finished. We'll find out if the United States is finished. We're going to find out if we have any hope or any future. Because I don't know what kind of future our nation has any longer. I don't know what kind of future the entire Western world has, for that matter, any longer. Now, this program, as many of you know, has to be recorded a bit earlier before airtime because it is aired on a number of different radio stations. It's put out as a podcast, so it's recorded in advance. And this program is no exception. So even though the polls may have closed where you live as this program comes on, I have no idea of what the results are going to be. But I want to share some thoughts with you today. And I want to put some things into perspective for you today. I think it's urgent that we come to a a deep understanding of the world in which we live the challenges we're going to face and 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 understand that we are still moving in a negative direction regardless of what you may think tonight when the results are in regardless of what those results may be for the last many many months we've listened to every political consultant and pundit and writer and opinion piece maker and doer and thinker give their their take on the midterm election here in the United States. They've tried to give you the history of how the party in power will take a bit of a hit in a midterm election and how that's kind of a normal cycle. But this year could be vastly different. Maybe this year, because of the bad policies coming out of the White House and bad policies they are, destructive anti-family, anti-Christian, anti-freedom policies emanating out of the White House are horrific. They are an anathema to our Constitution and what this country was meant to be from its beginning. We're not becoming our best. We're quickly becoming our worst. And it's, it's happening at an increasing pace. Two years ago, Two years ago, just before the election, I shared with you a number of thoughts about the 2020 election. And and I was raising some alarm bells then. That don't put your hopes too much in the election. And I, I had so many people sending me emails 
commenting to me in social media. Bob, Trump has got this in the bag. We, we know it's going to be happy days are here again. We might even get the house back. We might get it all again. And the world will be a better place. And America, once again, will be free. And I warned you then, don't count on it. Don't count on it. I made it clear, and I, I said it emphatically, if conservatives did well in 2020, at best, it is nothing but a temporary reprieve from the overall negative direction our nation has been going for the past 50 years. I can't say this any clearer. Evil keeps getting two or three steps down the road, and maybe sometimes we get one or two steps back. But over time, sadly, the forces of evil are winning. Though we may think for a mere moment, we have it fixed. 1972, first time I ever voted. I had high idealistic hopes that my little vote was going to make a huge difference. The night before I went to the polls, I had a hard time getting to sleep. I was so excited being a young guy able to vote for the President of the United States. I had scoured the newspapers to find out what else was on the ballot. And I made a little little notation, a little piece of paper to keep in my in my pocket to remind me about certain issues and names. I wanted my vote to mean something. I wanted it to account for something. I wanted my vote to be accountable. And to truly believe that I had done my part as a citizen of what I considered a a great country, though I knew even in 1972, there were still challenges with the Vietnam War. There was still unrest on college campuses. Monetarily speaking, it wasn't a great time. We had gone off the gold standard. Inflation was not great. Jobs a little bit hard to find. Economy was a bit tight, only to get increasingly worse in the years ahead. And I didn't really understand the economy at that time. I just knew that I was paying tuition at a trade school, electronic school. I was paying rent. I was buying groceries. I couldn't afford to eat out. And I had a job. And I didn't get home till late at night. And then I had to get up early in the morning and repeat the process all over again. But you know, I'm looking back in my mind. And I know I know we have what I call selective memories. I get it. But honestly, I can say that life wasn't really all that bad. I can remember looking for change to, you know, buy gas. I, I, it was tough some weeks. Especially if, if the rent was due 
or a bill came in and you had such a limited amount of money and if you had spent too much buying a few groceries the day before, you know, you, you felt the pinch for several days yet to come. My life was good. And from there, I moved and went on to a college to learn more about the business that I wanted to be in. Today, there's one thing that is vastly different than even when I started voting 50 years ago. When you went into a restaurant, when you went into a store, when you even went to go vote, Nobody knew what your politics were. And frankly, nobody really cared. There wasn't all this anger and cursing and foul language that we see today. My wife points out when you look at some people on television, like the folks you'll find over at MSNBC, they have the most sour pusses on the face of the earth. They look like they're evil, they're hate-filled, they're angry, they're sad. They almost look demonically possessed. And some of the outrageous things that they will tell you almost prove that as as a possibility. So today we don't know what's going to happen on this blood moon election day in the United States. Two years ago, I said, do not put your trust, and I've been saying it for two solid years, do not put your trust in princes or the sons of men. In other words, don't don't look for politicians to fix this country. Don't trust your politicians to make it great again. We are still on a collision course with judgment. And that collision course cannot be averted. Maybe we can believe we're delaying the inevitable, but that's just about it. The forces of evil may have to give back a little before this week is out. There may be a change in the House of Representatives. There may be a change in the United States Senate. There may be some cheating in states like Pennsylvania. There may be some voting irregularities and questions that will come up. I don't know. I'm recording this program in advance. You you can tell me if I was correct or not later. I'll know by election night if some of what I'm telling you ended up coming to pass. Will we see the same kind of news stories? Will Stacey Abrams in Georgia say that the election is being stolen and there's voter suppression, even though more people have voted in Georgia this year than ever before, more minorities were able to get to the polls than ever before, And nobody was restricting anybody from voting unless they were casting illegal ballots, not residents of the state. So I don't want to hear the Stacey Abrams and all of their nonsense any longer. They're just liars and reprobates. She is a liar and a reprobate, not to be trusted. Not that I trust Brian Kemp all that much better. He's just the lesser of two evils. He allowed 2020 to happen in Georgia because they were afraid of Stacey Abrams two years ago. She was going to sue the state. 
And so they capitulated and changed the rules in the state. And it was not that Stacey Abrams is so intelligent. She's actually rather dense. She's just a figurehead used by a leftist machine. They ran her. They created her. They put her out there. And here's a woman telling you how to deal with your families who's never been married and never had kids. It's like Oprah Winfrey. Why do we take advice from her? Why do we take even voting advice from her? Yeah, she used to be very close to Dr. Oz, but see, that political thing about abortion, oh man. That's a telltale sign. That's the only thing it has to do with. And so we take marriage advice and family advice from a woman who's never been married and never had kids. We take advice about psychology or wealth management and everything else from somebody that was given literally everything. I don't think I'm going to take advice from a woman that lives in Chicago and has no issues with the Lori Lightfoots of this world. I'm not going to take theological advice from the church of Oprah Winfrey either. And the love conquers all philosophy that is invaded and destroyed from within like a, like a satanic fire, many a church body in the United States. And so the hope that I have in today's election, and maybe some of the results will already be in by the time you're hearing what I have to say, or maybe they'll be in shortly, depending upon what time of the day you're hearing me. The most I am praying for and the most that I can reasonably expect is that we buy a little time we have a little bit of time it's not going to get fixed it's just going to get slowed down a bit and then they'll start gearing up for the 2024 election and if if as barack obama said back in what 2010 man i took a real shellacking if by some miracle that happens again, it's not going to fix anything. You see, if it was going to fix anything in 2010, it'd be fixed. But what happened in 2010? The Tea Party took the House and the Senate by unprecedented margins, and Obama still won in 2012. And the country kept going in that direction for a few more years to come. Then an interrupter came along to change the long-term plan. Look, this idea of loyal opposition, these guys that play their parts like Mitch McConnell, a man who I have zero respect for. I really don't. I have no respect. He backs a lot of rhinos, fools, and deceptive individuals. He is a creature of D.C. And the Democrats play him like an antique violin. You know, I don't put my hope and my trust in politicians. I know we have to vote. I know that I'm going to vote. I know that I did vote. And I will continue to do so. And I recognize that I'm not voting for the head pastor of a church. I don't have a, I'm never going to find the perfect sinless individual to, to vote to go into office. I've had too many people say, well, I can't vote for that person because this person has that moral failing or this. Well, listen, King David had moral failings. A lot of people that God put in places of power had a lot of 
sin in their life. But their personal sin did not become policy to impact your life. And there lies the difference. No, we're never going to get that perfect candidate. They're hard to find. And those, when we think we found them, end up defrauding us. And it's being frauds anyway, or not really what they claim to be. Time will tell. But I will vote to do my best to preserve this nation in which I live to keep the opportunity of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ without being a persecuted church by the government for as long as we can. And if you think that that can't be taken away, then you've already forgotten 2020. Churches must close because of a virus. In Kentucky, even going to a outdoor, even sitting in a parking lot with your windows closed, parked six feet apart, the police were coming in there to take down license tags because that was now illegal. Don't you ever forget what these reprobates, liars, thieves, ungodly, demonically possessed people did to you. These are the same people that created the virus. These are the same people that released the virus. These are the same people that used the virus. And I will come out and say this in no uncertain terms. The individuals that had the hardest lockdowns shutdowns and destruction in their states were demonically and evil individuals. Gretchen Whitmer, just an evil, horrible person. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. (laughs) Some of the rules and regulations that evil, horrific, horrible reprobate of a governor in the state of Michigan did is criminal. When you go to Lowe's, you can buy disinfectant. But you can't buy gardening supplies. Even though spring is coming, you can't plant food because it may spread the virus. The only virus she was spreading was brain syphilis. Sorry, the woman is sick. The woman is horrible. She is evil. I can't get that through any louder. And anybody in Michigan that would vote for that person is a total fool. What has Gretchen Whitmer ever done for you? Well, she, she's all for abortion. She believes that we got to do deal with January 6th and climate change. The mantra of the left, January 6th, abortion, climate change. And now they've added a new one, threat to democracy. If you vote... For a conservative, you're a threat to democracy. That's a bunch of baloney. If you vote for these clowns, you are killing what's left of our democratic republic. We are a republic, by the way. Of course, the folks at MSNBC have never heard the term. We are a democracy. Democracy. A threat to our democracy. And... Their ideology has just colored and 
obliterated their ability to think rationally. It's climate change, abortion, January 6th. Those are the big issues that are going to affect our world. And they live in their little palaces. They make the rules for thee, but not for them. See, Gretchen Whitmer's husband thought he'd get to the front of the line and get his boat back in the water by the spring of 2020 because, you know, my, my, my wife is the governor. Let me through. If you're Gavin Newsom, you get to go to fancy restaurants without wearing a face diaper. If you're Nancy Pelosi, you get to go to a private hair salon. You get to go to a hair salon that's supposed to be closed because you're the Speaker of the House. Same with Lori Lightfoot and all the rest of the clown show that took COVID and ran with it. And they became so lust-filled with power that the evil could not even be contained. And now these same people are saying, let's talk about amnesty. We need amnesty. You know, let's let's forget everything that was what we didn't know. Yeah, we, we, did, we just didn't know. We need to forgive everybody for all the mistakes they made. Sure, there were some honest mistakes. But I got news for you. There were a lot of decisions made a lot of careers ruined. I mean, legitimate medical people destroyed their careers by telling the truth. And they had to face off with evil, horrific, satanically, demonically possessed people in governments who were determined to use this pandemic to see just how much they could control you, take away your freedom of speech, take out a presidential candidate they didn't like, use the opportunity to cheat, which they did. Anybody that thinks there was no cheating in 2020 is blind. They have you've taken basically a hot poker and you've you've taken your eyes out. And so here we are, two years later on election day. And a lot of conservatives are running around. We're going to fix it all, Bob. You just watch. We're going to get the House back and the Senate back. We're going to have investigations. And they're going to, we're going to, no, you're not. There's still a reprobate in the White House with a staff of evil, demonically possessed people controlling that puppet. There is still an evil reprobate in charge of the Department of Justice. You're not going to get rid of him. You're never going to have the votes to impeach him. You can have all the hearings you want and they will go nowhere because you'll never have all the numbers you need. It'll be a bunch of noise. It'll be a freak show that goes nowhere. And everybody will start saying, but wait till 2024. 2020, Bob, don't you understand? We get the House and the Senate back now and we get Trump in in 2024. And I already see that one falling apart. If you think, if you think, number one, the Democrats would allow him to ever run 
you're sorely mistaken. They may not have the House and the Senate before the day is done and the week's counting is is done. It may be a tied Senate again. It may be a slight, it could be a big majority. It doesn't even matter. Unless you have 67 votes in the Senate, nobody's getting impeached. It's not going to happen. Mayorkas and the Department of Homeland Security will still have the borders open. Fentanyl will still come flying in. Merrick Garland will still be running the Department of Justice like Hitler's Gestapo, kicking down the doors of those they don't like. And Jim Jordan can sit there in the Congress of the United States holding hearings all day long that will change nothing because they will not have the power. And the mainstream media will ignore it. You'll see it. I will see it. The folks at MSNBC will be clueless. They'll never hear it. CNN never will air it. ABC, NBC, CBS, all of them will ignore it. Washington Post will bury it. And just like the Tea Party of 2010, two years later, what did it mean? And you couldn't even get a rhino like like Mitt Romney over the finish line. Really? I remember people saying, Obama's done. He'll be gone. It'll be Mitt Romney and we'll have a Republican House and Senate. Well, you kind of did. But once again, not in sufficient numbers to change much of anything. And then we went through 2018 and we thought we had victory in 2018. At least conservatives did. Hey, we've got the House and we have the Senate. And we heard the same thing we're hearing now. We got the House and the Senate. We're going to get it fixed, but we can't really get it fixed until we get a president in two years. We are doing this all over again. What was the term that was used by Yogi Berra? It's deja vu all over again. We're right back where we started from in 2010, 12, 14, eight years ago, eight years ago, two years before Trump came along, Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House and he stabbed Trump and every conservative in the back. You remember the liars in the Republican Party? I hate to say this, and I know some of you are not wanting to hear this. But from the from 2010 onward, all the Republican Tea Party people said, we're going to repeal Obamacare and replace it and fix it and dispose of it. You remember that? Vote for us. It's a vote to get rid of it. And to investigate this out of the other. And they did all of these votes consistently on a regular basis in 2010, 11, you know, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. They would consistently have a vote to repeal Obamacare, and it would pass in the House, and then it would pass in the Senate. 
and Paul Ryan would sit there and smile and and Mitch McConnell would smile and we have this bill and and we put it on the president's desk and he would veto it. You think Obama was going to veto his signature legislation? It was a dog and pony show and a really and a really pathetic one at that. Just a dog and pony show. You were being played for fools. Even in 2016, as we were heading toward the presidential election, they bought that bill again to the desk of Barack Hussein Obama to repeal the Health Care Act that had his name, his signature legislation. And of course, as usual, it has vetoed it. And there was no two-thirds in the House or Senate to override it, so it just went the way it always did. Nowhere. Then we get to January of 2017. There's a new president who has promised to sign any legislation to repeal Obamacare. It was one of the pres- it was one of the pledges in the campaign. And so what happened? After the dog and pony show of 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and even 16, seven times they tried to get rid of it. Seven times it was vetoed. And then they had the vote and it just barely squeaked through the house. That was strange. And then John McCain the fake, phony, vile conservative that he isn't stuck it to Trump and the bill went down in flames and never reached the president's desk and the rest is history. You get lied to even by the so-called conservatives. Why do you think that I don't put my trust in princes or the sons of men? My hope is not found in DeSantis or Trump or anybody else. Of course, I'm going to support the candidate that I think will do the best for our nation and not interfere with my personal liberties and rights or my freedom of speech or my freedom of of sharing and practicing my faith to leave my family alone, not to demand that I take experimental vaccines that we don't know what the long-term effect is going to be, to stop being manipulated by the phony climate change narrative out there, which is designed to do one thing, to control every move you make and where you can go and what you can do. That's the plan. And the elites, like Mitch McConnell, Yeah, he's one of them too. We'll lie to you, support the rhinos. You know, Mitch McConnell is no better than Liz Cheney. They're both frauds and phonies. If the Republicans gain the Senate, and like I say, I'm recording this before the polls have closed. I have no idea. Let's assume there's not enough cheating or something. And let's just say that if the balance tips, if the Republicans elect Mitch McConnell as their leader, the Republican Party is deader than a doornail. And it's a stinking, reeking, disgusting carcass. 
because you're going to put a reprobate leader, a fraud and a phony, back in charge. The same people that that shafted you on Obamacare will be back in the show being the loyal opposition and playing their part. And for the next two years, it'll be, but just wait till the election of 2024 and we'll fix it and it will not be fixed. I said it two years ago and I shall say it again today. Regardless of the outcome of today's election on this blood moon night, there's a bad moon rising. The United States is traveling at a high rate of speed down a railroad track. And that train is about to be wrecked as America comes under God's judgment. Politicians will not fix it. Some mean well, and they can slow it down. My wife asked me the other night a question. She said, how do we fix this? And I said, we don't. It's never going to be fixed, and it was very depressing (laughs) to tell that to her. No, we're not going to fix it. It it, will never be fixed. Don't you understand it can't be fixed? The heart of man is evil. The United States is no longer the Christian nation. I'll have to agree with Obama that something he said a number of years ago. When he made the claim, and it offended a lot of you, even me at the time. Do you remember when Obama said this? Whatever we once were, we are no longer a Christian nation. At least not just. We are also a Jewish nation, a Muslim nation, and a Buddhist nation and a Hindu nation, and a nation of non-believers. And even if we did have only Christians in our midst, if we expelled every non-Christian from the United States of America, whose Christianity would we teach in the schools? Would it be James Dobson's or Al Sharpton's? That was recorded about a year before the 2008 election. And it was a keynote address given by then-candidate for the presidency of the United States, Barack Obama. And whether we want to admit this or not, whether we agree with his assessment or not, I hate to say it, but he's probably right in many ways. We really no longer are a Christian nation if we define Christianity from a biblical perspective, a New Testament church perspective. That would be true. We're not. We've long fallen from that place. If we ever fully achieved it to begin with. At least 50 years ago, people of faith were respected. Whether we were in the majority or not was not even the question. People didn't openly mock God that often. There weren't that many. Politicians knew better not to. It would destroy their campaigns. It would destroy their chances at power. We are no longer a Christian nation. Hate to be the bearer of bad news to tell you that of all people, Obama was right. 
We have apostate churches out there teaching all kinds of damnable, heretical, strange, deviant messages that are forbidden in Scripture. We celebrate all manner of sin. We no longer dare repent because we see no need to repent because God is nothing but a ball of happiness and love. And he celebrates our sin alongside of us. Churches are dying and they're getting empty. They're getting older. They're getting grayer. They're getting more feeble. Once great churches have walked away from the gospel and spit in the face of Christ. I see it right here in the Bible Belt. If it's bad here in the Bible Belt, how much worse is it in the corrupted cities? True Christians are in the absolute minority. And we are fighting against a ungodly religion of those that worship the creation and not the creator. And I'll talk about that on the other side of the break. I can't change what will happen before the day is out. I can't change what the inevitable will be over the next two years. It is a game carefully orchestrated to divide, confuse, and give you some false hope. There is only one place where there is hope. And like I say, I'm going to address that too on the other side. If you believe in the ministry, and I want to talk about this even more, I need to hear from you. I have so many wonderful things happening. I need your prayers right now. I, I should be knowing in a couple of days what the my medical situation is, and I'll still be here for quite a while doing the program regardless. Your prayers are appreciated. They're encouraging. And, and there's so much to be done. I don't want to be found idle when my master comes calling. Would you consider supporting this work and ministry? If you would, would you consider today either going to our website, truth, the number two ponder.com. You can use our partner, Give, Send, Go, a Christian organization to be able to support us online. Once again, that is our website, truth2ponder.com. You can also mail a check or money order to our post office box, which is post office box 510. That's P.O. Box 510. And the city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That is 24319. 24319. I would appreciate it more than you'll ever know. And one more little quick thing. If you can spare a moment just to send me an email. I'm not harvesting email addresses. I promise you that. Just to let me know how you listen. Would you encourage me today? My personal email is bob at truth2ponder.com. That's bob at truth2ponder.com. 
When I get back, I've got some very important thoughts to share that I think will help you in understanding where we are and the things we can do. Even in all of this, all of this strangeness, I still have a feeling of hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. No more nightmares. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. When I was a kid, and probably you too, I had nightmares of like hands reaching up from under the bed, running away from the monster, uh, or being being unable, frozen to to run when the monster was coming, or or falling down off a cliff, or or taking a test in school again and again and again and again, or that my my babysitter was really an alien from outer space. Well, the enemy also likes to have God's people living in nightmares. There are people who everything is always a crisis. Everything's bad news. It's or you're you're going through life. It's just a, what what's the next bad thing that's going to happen? You may be in a situation that's like a nightmare. You mean something just that that it's like you're under stress all the time. Like you're taking this test again and again, or you're repeating this thing like a repeating dream again and again. Or your your life, you're living as a victim always. That's a, a nightmare. Or you're living in bitterness always. That's a nightmare. Or you're always depressed. That's a nightmare too. Well, good news. Messiah gives you the power to break out of any nightmare. How do we know? Well, it says in the Bible, it says, wake up, O sleeper, wake up and Messiah will shine his light on you. Well, the fact is, Messiah is the light that wakes us up. And Messiah is the power to wake up. You see, no matter what you're going through, the fact is, the Lord, Messiah, has the power to wake you up out of it. You've got nothing to fear anymore. You don't have to live through that anymore. You don't have to be in a nightmare. Just wake up, look up to him, let his light shine. The sun has risen, it's dawn, and you are not called for nightmares. You see, God has given you the power to wake in the light of day. Want more? Well, ask for on CD, Awakening. Now, the free gift for you, the most incredible, awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, yours free, and Sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off. A free gift subscription. How do you get it? Just just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua. That's it. And that's it. You dial it. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessings to the unreached peoples of the world. Salvation to five continents with over a billion people. How? Well, amazing. You can. It's the farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel on shortwave radio. Just call 1-800-YESHUA. That's, that's 1-800-YES-YESHUA-1 at the end of it. Or write me direct. Here's the address. Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. And the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Adon Olam, Or HaOlam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to our Bad Moon Rising, Blood Moon Election Day issue of Truth to Ponder. And I'm not going to talk about the elections much because the program had to be recorded before the polls closed. So I can't discuss the outcome of any particular race. I may make some mention about some tomorrow. And again on Thursday, we'll talk more in detail. But I think what I was closing the last segment with is what needs to be the most important aspect 
of our going forward. How can I make this any clearer to you? If you believe that we're going to fix America at the ballot box, restore churches to their place in society, and everybody is saved and happy and singing hymns again, at the ballot box, you're wrong. It's not happening. We are in a time that the Bible talks about very clearly. There is a great falling away. A great falling away. Churches that one time preached the true gospel have become apostate, which means they have abandoned the truth once delivered to the saints. The Holy Spirit is gone. The lampstand is gone. They are nothing but dead men's bone in fi- bones in fine raiment playing church. And you watch these decaying, dying institutions of sin celebration shrinking, which is a good thing. They need to be gone. They're apostate. They're worthless. They're useless. Then you have other churches... They don't know how to evangelize anymore. We've lost sight of how to share the gospel. We don't plant churches. We're so worried, and the pandemic proved something. How many people fear a virus over God? We allowed our churches to be shut down and stayed home. Zoom church, Facebook church. And even churches today have never recovered from that time. Even here near where I live in Chilhowee, Virginia. Did some research trying to find the churches in Chilhowee and the town of Marion, Seven Mile Ford, even down toward Abagon and other communities near here. Trying to get information about a church is like pulling teeth. It's hard to find. And so many little churches no longer have web pages or the web pages are years out of date. Facebook page not touched since 2017. And they sit in their little four walls bemoaning that they're dying. They haven't, they haven't latched on to the power of the Holy Spirit. And you see these churches, they get smaller and smaller year by year. And just like has already happened in England and across Canada, every week, the doors of another church close, hundreds of them across the United States, gone, forever gone. I know of a church that I was once the pastor of many years ago. I got there, it was just a tiny mission in a storefront. I left it with a building, a membership, an educational wing, property, the ability of growing even a school. It is now gone. Because they wouldn't grasp the the fullness of the gospel. They wouldn't put their trust in Jesus Christ. They put it in themselves. They also put a lot of their trust in a social gospel. And, And as I said, there's another religion out there to which we need to be deeply concerned. And I want to share this with you. It's going to be like a prelude to what I'll be getting into later this week and into next week. 
as we begin to look at some new challenges and things we really need. Look, I'm getting sick of talking about viruses and politics. We'll mention stories that need to be mentioned and how it's being used for control and deception. I'll continue to do that. I'll expose the frauds that now want to go with amnesty, knowing they knew what they were doing when they did it. And they shut down those they knew were telling the truth because it would take away their control and they couldn't change an election. They couldn't change the world. They couldn't get through their climate agendas and everything else. Unless they had you locked down, broke, and dependent. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Not long ago, the UN Secretary General made this particular claim. Listen to the next 44 seconds to what he has to say. He says that we are on a a highway to a climate hell. Mm, On that, he's probably right, but not in the way he would lead you to believe. Because the UN Secretary General is a tool of Satan. He really is. Listen to what he's saying. They're setting the deck up, folks. They're teeing it up. Welcome to your your dysfunctional world, at least the way the United Nations sees it, and this reprobate administration in Washington, D.C. will buy into hook, line, and sinker. This U.N. climate conference is a reminder that the answer is in our hands. And the clock is ticking. We are in the fight of our lives, and we are losing Greenhouse gas emissions keep growing, global temperatures keep rising, and our planet is fast approaching tipping points that will make climate chaos irreversible. We are on a highway to climate hell with our foot still on the accelerator. And everything you just heard from the Secretary General of the United Nations was a total lie an absolute fabrication, total nonsense designed to put fear into you to get globalistic control over the entire planet. That is the end game. In other words, everything the Secretary General of the United Nations had to say can be summed up in these words. Mule muffins. Pigeon pellets. Buffalo bagels. Jumpin' Jack Armstrong. The oysters ice skates. Buffalo chips. Jumpin' Jockers, man. Pig feathers. Mule fritters. <laughs> Sweet Nefertiti. Great Caesar salad clinger. Road apples, private. What is this cow flub dubbery? Hot hush puppies. Suffering saddle soap. Today, our young people in our public schools are being indoctrinated to believe that they are killing the planet, that their carbon footprint is destructive, and will get rid of all life. It's going to be a desolate, terrible, evil, horrid place because of mankind. We're causing global greenhouse gases. Got news for you. Any legitimate scientist will tell you that CO2 is at a lot higher levels than it is today at other times in our human history. It's all a lie. It's all about control. And see, if you tell the lie long enough, get it into the minds of impressionable children like they're in the wrong body because 
you know, little boy, you really are a girl, or maybe you're a girl that needs to be a boy. You confuse this young generation. You put them into fear that their own existence is a threat to themselves, the planet, and those cute little polar bears. It's all a big lie. You know, even the reprobate president of the United States is buying into all of this because it exempts him and what he does. He's part of the elite. None of this impacts his life. He spent the last how many weeks burning off our strategic oil reserve to keep the prices down at the pump, hoping to help stem a red tidal wave at the election. But even last Friday, he let the cat out of the bag. No new drilling. We got to get rid of all fossil fuel. He's the fossil. The stuff in the ground is not a fossil fuel. That was a theory that Russian scientists had in the 1700s. That's never been. It's not provable. It's just nonsensical. And kids parrot it and repeat it. Like Greta Thunberg, you stole my childhood. Her parents used and abused her terribly. These climate warriors, we worship the planet and we curse the creator. All of them. They curse the creator while they worship the creation. There's some pretty strong words in the book of Romans about what you get when you go down that path. And if you don't see the United States already well down that pathway because we have bought into this, worshiping the planet, cursing God, mocking God, and formerly legitimate churches have abandoned the faith and they have ripped the scriptures apart. They have heaped unto themselves false, phony, damnable, heretical teachers to hear what they want to hear. Oh, I can do as I want because God is just love and he just loves me and he celebrates my sin with me. He doesn't want my repentance. He wants me happy. And a lot of these mega churches are growing with people that are trying to find something, but are they finding what they really need to find? I meet so many people that will go to these churches and they hear some of the good news, but they don't hear much more except I want to feel good about me. Too many of these churches, they sing hymns about me and my feelings. And then they're looking for a pep talk to make my life better on this earth. God wants you to be happy, don't you know? God doesn't want you to suffer. God doesn't want difficult things in your life. This is nonsense. We have our church, Christianity in the United States, is on the verge of extinction. True Christianity. The phony Christianity, even it's dying because it has nothing to offer. Except I celebrate my sin and I want to feel good about me. Does that help you in understanding, number one, why I do this radio program? If you go back a number of years ago, I started, I've been doing radio for 50 years. And I only decided to do this program a little over two years ago in, in the way you're hearing it now because of what was being done in the pandemic. 
what was being done in the name of politics and the deception and the lies. And, and, and I thought many people were being deceived and the truth was being suppressed. It all was being used for control. Many are beginning to see the light now. Many of you already have and have seen the light since day one. I'm telling you nothing new. What I am trying to tell you and what you need to understand. What are we going to do with this knowledge? Are we, are we going to hide in our homes and wait for, for the sky to break open in the east and Jesus to come? Are you going to wait for a rapture and you're not going to have to deal with all this silliness any longer? Or are you going to do what the Bible said, go ye therefore and teach all nations? It applies to you today as well. Sitting at home is not an option. Not being a part of the body of Christ is not an option. And I will do everything in my power to do what God has called me to do in spite of any obstacles he is putting in my pathway. I'm helping a couple of places plant churches all over the country, north, out west, down south, even in my own backyard, so to speak. The time is now. Look, this program will continue to focus. There are times I really believe I need to be doing a different program either alongside of this or have somebody do part of this program so I can begin to focus on preaching the unchanging good news of the gospel and be the evangelist that I know God wants me to be in this hour and this time. And you have a part and parcel in this as well. Talk to me. What is God telling you needs to be done where you're at? We need to be communicating with each other. I spent some time on the phone today with another clergyman, another similar church body to mine. How do we work together? We are in these perilous and unprecedented times, and people need to hear the good news. What are we going to do about it? I have plans. I may talk about that a little bit tomorrow. But right now, I need to hear from you to keep this radio program going. I need your input, your suggestions, your thoughts, and your prayers more than ever, even for my health situation. If you believe in what we're doing, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319. That's 24319. You can also support us from our website, truth2ponder.com. Send me an email. Let me know you're out there. I'm, I'm not going to put you on a list and bug you all the time but it would mean a lot to me to hear today from you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.